48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, a property expert says he expects a modest rebound in the market this year to offset a first quarter dip in prices. The transport department says it's bringing back a ticketing system at its licensing offices to relieve overcrowding. The fire services department says a number three alarm fire at a Chunwan construction site has been put out. And Russia's president warns of swift countermeasures if Western countries intervene in Ukraine. A property expert says he expects a modest rebound in the property market after the latest data shows local home prices had dropped to a 15-month low. In the first quarter, prices were 3.2% lower, but Nicholas Brook, chairman of Professional Property Services, says the market should recover that 3% this year. I think 3% is, on the whole, not too bad, if you like, when you think what we've been through. Yes, rebound, I think, on the way. Developers obviously now can launch. We're expecting probably 1,200 units to be launched in the next two or three weeks. My sense is that as Hong Kong gets back to a degree of normality, if you like, sentiment will improve and we'll see an increased activity. A rebound is on the way, but a modest rebound. I mean, I think if during the year we recover, if you like, the 3% that we mentioned we've, we've lost. The Transport Department says it will bring back a ticketing system for some services at its licensing offices in a month's time, a day after the Audit Commission urged officials to relieve overcrowding there. Transport Commissioner Rosanna Law made the announcement on an RTHK program. The department had decided to drop ticketing after two trial runs in 2015 and 2016, citing the complexity of the system. But Ms. Law says another trial run will be launched for people renewing their driver's license, and there will be a full launch if everything goes smoothly. It's like getting a ticket when you go to Yum Cha. If you see there's a long wait after you get the ticket, then you can come back later and don't have to stand in line. It's easy to handle the situation with driving license renewals. But usually, many of those who queue up are agents, and they have 10 or even 100 applications. If we allow one agent to get 100 tickets, then there aren't any tickets left for others. So there are these operational issues. In the long run, our next step is digital licenses, which can solve many of these problems. Southern District Councillor Paul Zimmerman says the Highways Department needs to address the issue of missing footpaths, citing the death of a pedestrian who was forced to walk on the road near a country park. He was commenting after the latest report by the Audit Commission criticized the Highway Department's maintenance of footpaths. Mr. Zimmerman is the CEO of Designing Hong Kong. There are lots of areas in Hong Kong where there is, where there is not, no footpath and people are forced to walk on the street. Uh, in urban areas, uh, you know, especially with this COVID, you can see everybody Fire at a construction site on Hoi Kok Street in Chunwan was put out at around 11 in the morning. The two-story modular house caught fire at 6.38 this morning, and the blaze was upgraded to a number three alarm just before 7. Firefighters said two people suffered bone fractures and were taken to Yan Chai Hospital. The cause of the fire is under investigation. The number of COVID infections in Shanghai has fallen for a fifth straight day to around 10,000. Jimmy Choi reports. Of the new local cases, 1,292 were symptomatic and 9,330 asymptomatic. This compares with 1,606 and 11,956 cases the day before. 
but the new cases in the financial hub still accounted for the bulk of about 11,000 new infections nationwide, reported by the National Health Commission. 47 more people in the city infected with COVID have died, but officials said they all had underlying conditions. Shanghai Health Authority said they would push for vaccination for the elderly in an orderly manner, on the condition that the virus situation is under control. Beijing, meanwhile, reported 15 new local infections. All but two were symptomatic. The British Foreign Secretary has said Russian forces must be pushed out of the whole of Ukraine in the clearest indication yet of the UK's aims for the conflict. In a speech in London, Liz Truss described a victory for Ukraine as a strategic imperative for the West and said Britain would continue to take the lead on deterring future Russian aggression. Britain has always stood up to bullies. We've always been risk-takers. The war in Ukraine is our war. It's everyone's war. Because Ukraine's victory is a strategic imperative for all of us. Heavy weapons, tanks, aeroplanes, digging deep in our inventories, ramping up production. We need to do all of this. Meanwhile, Russia's President Vladimir Putin warned Western countries against intervening in Ukraine. Speaking to MPs in Moscow, he said decisions on what that response would include have already been made. He said actions interpreted by Russia as unacceptable intervention would be met with swift countermeasures. If someone intends to intervene in the ongoing events from the outside and create strategic threats to Russia that are unacceptable to us, they should know that our retaliatory strikes will be lightning fast. We have all the tools for this, things no one else can boast of having now. And we will not boast, we will use them if necessary. The Secretary-General of the United Nations, Antonio Guterres, has arrived in Kiev a day after holding talks with President Putin in Moscow. He's due to meet Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky today. An investigation by the U.S. state of Minnesota following the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis in 2020 has found that the city's police have engaged consistently in race discrimination for at least the past decade. The mayor of Minneapolis, Jacob Frey, said he was disgusted by the findings. I read the report, most of it anyway, this morning. I found the contents to be repugnant, at times horrific. They made me sick to my stomach and outraged, and I think that our community feels the same way. There are some in our city that will be surprised by the findings that they saw in this report. I talked with leaders from our black community this morning, and they're not surprised at all. The Electoral Court in Mexico has said that a vote in April on whether to remove the president halfway through his term in office is invalid because not enough people cast their ballots. The BBC's Warren Bull reports. This was a recall vote like no other. It was President Andres Manuel López Obrador himself who proposed it as a means of strengthening his mandate for his remaining three years in office and help push through policies such as greater state control over Mexico's resources. The opposition suggested a victory could embolden the president to try to change the constitution and allow him to stand for a second consecutive term. In the event, he won 90% of the vote, but less than 18% of the electorate took part. Mexico's electoral court has now confirmed that this is not enough to make it binding. 
A nationwide strike has begun in Sri Lanka to increase pressure on the government of President Rajapaksa to resign amid an unprecedented economic crisis. Transport, health, education and banking services are reported to have been hit by the industrial action. The move follows weeks of protests over rising prices and a worsening shortage of basic supplies, including fuel and food. Mr. Rajapaksa has refused to step down and said he's working to resolve the crisis. Doctors in the Pacific Archipelago of Tonga say they are treating more cases of post-traumatic stress following the massive volcanic eruption in January. New Zealand's Pacifica Medical Association says both adults and children are affected, with things like loud noises and thunder triggering panic attacks. The BBC's Phil Mercer reports. January's undersea eruption near Tonga was so loud that it could be heard as far away as Alaska. Doctors from New Zealand say the psychological impact of the volcanic explosion is far-reaching. Loud noises and thunder can trigger panic, and there are increasing signs of post-traumatic stress disorder among adults and children. Adding to the anguish of one of the Pacific's worst natural disasters is an outbreak of COVID-19 in Tonga. It had until earlier this year been mostly free of the virus. A new study has revealed that a fifth of all reptile species are at risk of extinction, including more than half of all turtles and crocodiles. The BBC's Helen Briggs has details. The report gives the first full picture of extinction risks to more than 10,000 different crocodiles, snakes, lizards and other members of this diverse group of cold-blooded vertebrates. 31 species have already gone the way of the dinosaurs and crocodiles and turtles are in particular trouble due to hunting, persecution and loss of habitat. But there's a glimmer of hope in that measures put in place to protect rare birds and mammals seem to be helping reptiles that share the same land. South Korea tech giant Samsung Electronics says first quarter profits rose almost 60%, underpinned by steady memory chip demand and brisk smartphone sales. The world's biggest memory chip maker said net quarterly profit in the January to March period was 11.32 trillion won, or about 8.9 billion U.S. dollars. The firm's operating profit rose just over 50%, and revenue rose by almost 19%. Facebook has reported it has stopped losing users as 2022 got underway, even as its parent company, Meta, reported its slowest revenue growth in a decade. Meta reported that the number of daily active Facebook users grew to 1.96 billion in the first three months of the year. That marked a turnaround from last year when the social network reported a decline in users for the first time. The drop wiped billions from the firm's market value. Since executives disclosed the fall in February, the firm's share price has nearly halved. But shares jumped 19% in after-hours trading. And in stocks, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,178. That's 236 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $56 billion. In currency, one U.S. dollar will buy you 129.58 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and five cents. The pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 81 cents. To sport now, and it's advantage Liverpool in the Champions League semi-finals. Salah able to turn, edge of the penalty area. Salah nicks it through. Money! Second goal for Liverpool. And Sadio Money now gives Liverpool a 2-0 lead. Mm. 
Salah set up Sadio Mane in Liverpool's second goal, and they went on to beat Villarreal 2-0 to take control of their Champions League semi-final tie. The BBC's Ian Dennis reports from Anfield. A comfortable and controlled display as Liverpool cleared another obstacle in their pursuit of the quadruple. This is the first time Villarreal have failed to score in their Champions League campaign and they failed to trouble Liverpool. The home side dominated, Mane headed wide, Ruli parried two efforts from Diaz while Thiago rattled the woodwork from long range. Liverpool increased the tempo in the second half and scored two quick-fire goals. Henderson's deflected shot looped in, an own goal from Estupinan. Mane prodded in the second after 55 minutes. Liverpool also had two goals disallowed as they gained a platform to progress to Paris. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp believes the tie could still go either way. All good so far. We will travel to Villarreal and then we try to qualify for the final, but again... If it will not be good enough there, then Villarreal goes to the final and that's fine as well because I think in sport should be like this, but we will see. Hong Kong's Kichi resumed their Asian Champions League campaign with a rematch against Chiang Rai United in Thailand. The two sides met 12 days ago with Kichi winning 1-0 to open the group stage, but they dropped their next game against Vissel Kobe, who currently topped Group J with seven points from three games. Kichi can go one point behind if the leaders uh, behind the leaders if they win tonight. In Italy, the reigning Serie A champions Inter missed the chance to move above rivals AC Milan to the top of the table. Inter lost 2-1 to one to mid-table Bologna. The BBC's John Bennett says the result has significant implications on the title race. It's hugely disappointing for Inter. This was their game in hand, but now their city rivals AC Milan have the title race in their own hands with four games to go. And you have to feel for Inter's reserve goalkeeper, Janot Radu. His horrendous mistake led to Bologna's winner in his first league game of the season. Perisic took a throw and he played it back to Radu, who swung for the ball with his left foot, but completely missed it six yards out. And Nicolas Sansone was there to tap it into an empty net. AC Milan have a two-point lead at the top as they're looking for their first Serie A title since 2011. Elsewhere, Atalanta hosted Torino in a four-all draw. Udinese were 4 nil winners at Fiorentini. Tennis, German tennis star Alexander Zverev crashed out in the first round of the Munich Open. The home favorite was beaten by the Danish teenager Holger Runa, who recorded the biggest win of his career. Elsewhere, the women's world number one, Iga Sviantek, has withdrawn from the Madrid Open, which starts today. Sviantek has won her last four tournaments, but says her body needs rest after a hectic schedule. And rugby now in the Canterbury Crusaders said Joe Moody has suffered another long-term injury and won't play again this year. Moody's, the loosehead mainstay of the All Blacks front row, ruptured an anterior cruciate ligament during the Crusaders' 27-23 loss to the Auckland Blues in their Super Rugby clash two weeks ago. And taking a look at the weather, it'll be mainly fine and hot with moderate east to southeasterly winds. The outlook, mainly fine and hot in the next few days. It'll be windy with showers and lower temperatures next week. Temperature right now, 31 degrees Celsius. Humidity, 68%. The news from RTHK.
buena, la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. ¡Eh, Macarena! Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. Que tu cuerpo para dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. ¡Eh, Macarena! Macarena, que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. ¡Eh, Macarena! Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. Que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. ¡Eh, Macarena! show with me Sadia Osmani it's global pay it forward day today did you know that and have you thought about doing a kind act well if you don't know anything about it then after 1.30 I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about the day and what you can do to pay it forward and after 2pm we have a double-headed chinwag today Christy Lai and Yuki Jung are going to be chinwagging about relationships in the public eye Hmm, that sounds interesting. And after 2.30, Andrew Dembina is here artsing around again. And he brings us the latest news from the local and global art scene. So that is all going on today. So 